0: On today's Locked On Texan podcast, winners and losers of preseason game two, Cody and I look at how the Houston Texans can build from their matchup against the Miami Dolphins. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everybody to a Monday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. And as always, I am John, some sports guy, Hickman, you're a Texan football analyst. Can't wait to talk Texans with you guys. And, of course, joined by none other than Texan credential media member and Sports Illustrated's own Cody M. Davis. If you are new to the Locked On Texan podcast, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment wherever you listen to your pods, including YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans if you are a returning family member. Checking this out every day, Monday through Friday, sometimes on Saturday. Thank you for coming back as we talk Texans for another show. Cody, 28-3, to the Miami Dolphins over the Houston Texans in a game where the Houston Texans allowed over 200 yards on the ground, three touchdowns from Skylar White, in a day where they could not defensively get off the field allowing four drives of 80 or more yards. Davis Mills, 10 of 22, 94 yards. No touchdowns thrown by the quarterback. C.J. Stroud, 7 of 12 for 60 yards on the day with a passer rating of 71.5. As a team, the Houston Texans rushed for 32 yards. Damian Pierce, six carries, 15 yards, 2.5 yards per carry with a long rush of seven yards on the day. Mike Boone led the receivers in receiving yards, excuse me, with four catches, 35 yards. Johnny Johnson, two catches, 26 yards. Nico Collins purposely involved in the offense early in the game, two catches, 21 yards, but nothing spectacular on the day. And, again, no touchdowns for the Houston Texans. Cody, when we look at a game where the Houston Texans allow two fourth-down conversions, They allowed the Miami Dolphins to convert on third down nine of 15 tries. They allowed the Miami Dolphins to get nearly 400 total rushing yards. I mean, sorry, 400 total yards on the day, 5.8 yards per play. We look at the Houston Texans. What, who, the winners, the losers. Let's look at the losers from preseason game one. Game two, is me, against the Miami Dolphins.
1: Um, the biggest losers for me is the defense, and if I could break it down just a little bit more, it's their run defense. I know one of the things that I have been talking about ever since the start of OTAs and training camp was how good the Texans looked in their run defense. Even when they put on pass, even in the two joint practices that they had against the Miami Dolphins earlier in the week, they still looked pretty good at stopping a run. The defense started out pretty good, pretty aggressive with the interception by linebacker Denzel Perryman, However, once Ahmed broke free down the left sideline to rush for about 60 to 61 yards, it seems like the Houston Texans' run defense just fell apart. They did not set the edge, and they had a lot of missed tackles. And, John, one of the things that kind of concerned me on Saturday, however, I am kind of happy that it took place in a preseason game was the fact that a lot of the mishaps that we have been talking about in the Texans' run defense showed itself. The best part about it is it's a preseason game. And like Coach Miko, Rhines, Denzel Perriman, and C.J. Stroud said, the best thing about making mistakes now is the fact that you have an opportunity to correct them. As a matter of fact, following Saturday's loss, I had an opportunity to ask Denzel Perriman about what he saw differently in this run defense, and this is what he had to say. Yeah,
2: uh, I mean, we did get to the ball. Uh, we just got to, like, wrap up. We got to set the edge, and uh, block protection was another thing. Like I said, just back down to fundamentals. Uh, again, not taking away nothing from the, the Dolphins' offense. Uh, they capitalized from, you know, our mistakes today.
1: Another thing that – was a loser to me was the Houston Texans run game in general. Um, John, I understand it's preseason. However, once again, knowing that they did not find anything on the ground, lets me know something that you and I have been talking about at the end of the day, it don't matter about the excitement surrounding CJ Stroud and this wide receiving core at times, but this offense is still going to rely heavily upon the run game and it shows if they cannot get anything going in the run, it's going to be a long, inefficient day for the Houston Texans offense.
0: Yeah, I think we are on the same page right now. The defense, that swarm defense that's been getting hyped up throughout uh the offseason, you know, mini camps, rookie camps, training camp, and in the first game going back to the Patriots game, that swarm defense, you know what was the difference between last week and before compared to yesterday on Saturday for you guys? They went up begin an explosive offense. They went mm-hmm. against an offense that utilizes speed very well, and that was an issue for the Houston Texans. Um, you know, Cody already talked about the defense. They had communication errors on the day. Already mm-hmm. mentioned the poor tackling. But three drives, ladies and gentlemen, of 10 or more plays on those drives. The Texans allow eight third or fourth down conversions. They also allow four drives of 80 or more yards, two of two on fourth down, right? And so the front four, which I can't wait to talk about, they were not the issue for me. The linebacker group outside of Denzel Perryman opening it up with an interception against Tua Tagovailoa read that play um, perfectly, but the linebacker group did not look in sync. The rookie HT had a bad outing on Saturday. Jake Hansen is a player that I'm looking at. I'm thinking to myself, man, I don't know if you make the team after some of the things that's been going on with practice and what we've seen against other teams. So I'm concerned about that linebacker group after you look at the starters. Corey Littleton was playing deep in that fourth quarter. So I'm 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 interested to see how that turns out. But overall, I'm looking at that defense and I'm thinking to myself, it was a rough day for those guys, right? And we Mm -hmm. look at the losers of the day, and I want to see who was calling plays on the day because I didn't see too many linebacker blitzes like I saw in game one against Mac Jones. Well, the Mac Jones list, New England Patriots, and that offense. But I want to know who called plays on Saturday because that defense after their first drive. The back seven came out flat, I feel like. Um, and the run game, average under three yards per carry. This is a team that's been predicated around, we're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball. We're to establish the run. That just didn't happen on, on Saturday. And it was rough to keep drives alive. It was rough to put your quarterback consistently in situations where it was easier for them to execute what you want to do on offense. So we're on the same page about that. If I could pick another "quote unquote" loser of the day, I probably, I probably would would point to, hmm, no, I got
1: one. No, I got. No, <laughs> I, I got I, I'm sorry, to cut you off, but I do have an extra one though. Why receiving core in general. The drops. Um, the drops. <laughs> Saturday. You know, um, we was all surprised and kind of shocked that we did not see Tank Dale um participate in the game. And come to find out, you know, as a matter of fact, Big Sars from the Texans wire, he was the first one to let me know that Tank was dealing with some leg tightness. Um, he actually had let me know that I believe after the first day of joint practices with the Miami Dolphins, but of course, didn't really think too much of it. Got to the stadium early, saw saw Tank Dale actually work out and go through his pre games rituals. However, as everybody knows, by the time the Houston Texans took the field, um Dale wasn't dressed out. And following the game, Coach Demico ryan's did the did confirm that. Tank was dealing with some leg tightness and that's part of the reason why they held him out. As a matter of fact, SARS did report that if this was a regular season game, Tank actually would have played. However, you know, preseason game, just make sure your guys stay healthy. But that is a big, that whole wide receiving core, that performance, it was a big loss because that was a situation for another wide receiver to step up and actually, Feeling of production that he gave this this that he gave this offense last week in the win against the New England Patriots and John that was very telling to me because one of the things that I've been harping on with this wide receiving core as everybody knows they don't have a quote unquote number one wide receiver but like I keep saying it doesn't matter the matchup, the game, or whatever the case might be. They need a wide receiver to step up, and none of these receivers had an opportunity to step up. As a matter of fact, running back Mike Boone led the Texans in receptions with 35 yards on four catches. When you have a guy like Nico Collins out there, and I understand Collins and Robert Woods and Noah Brown were limited, but when you have guys like that taking the field at any point, you need to make sure that they at least give you some type of production within that passing game same thing can be said for rookie xavier Hutchison, another guy that we have been raving about throughout training camp i just feel like this was a missed opportunity for another wide receiver especially those younger guys to go out there and make a name for themselves especially with only one more preseason game left before the start of the regular season sometimes in life we are
0: faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear whether you're dealing with challenges, decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you connect to what you really want in life and how to be better to navigate through life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make better decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. Listen, right now, if you're thinking about starting therapy, make sure you give better help. A try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I've benefited from therapy. I feel therapy is a tool that allows people to speak within their inner self, and BetterHelp is an app, is a way that can allow you to get there all online. Not an app, but it's all online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on. Today to get started with 10% off your first month, that's com slash locked on.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Locked On Texans. We talked about the losers from Saturday's game. Now it's time to talk about the winners. And I think everybody is just happy that pick number two and pick number three came out and yeah. had, of course, their yeah. best game yeah. in their short NFL career. And of course, You already know where I'm about to start for my biggest winner, C.J. Stroud. As a matter of fact, just take a listen to what Coach D'Amico Ryans had to say about his performance following the game.
2: With the operation of the offense, I thought C.J. was more efficient. Uh, He felt more comfortable, and I think just everyone around him played better, which allowed him to play better. So I'm proud of the progression that C.J. took this week. I mean, that's what we want to see, right? You want to see improvement week to week, and that's what we saw this week. So I'm proud of what C.J. did. Uh, what i saw from CJ's throws was he was the ball was coming out on time it was it was very accurate with where the ball the ball placement was was very good so it's encouraging right to see him from week 1 to this week right to see the improvement just overall seeing him just more comfortable and having i saw him having fun right playing the game seeing him also be able to scramble out of the pocket and make a play it's is fun when you can see guys actually enjoying football having fun doing it and he continues to grow you know we're going to be just fine
1: i love the fact how coach domico ryan's made show he went out his way and talked about the encouragement and development that he's seen out of C.J. over the past week, especially in Saturday's game. And, John, you already mentioned it, but I'm going to go ahead and repeat, repeat it. C.J. Stroud played the entire first half like we wanted loved to see. It. I uh, Went it. seven for 12 for 60 yards. I know the first drive didn't go as planned. C.J. talked about that. If there was any drive that he wished he could get back, it was that first drive at the Denzel Perriman's interception that placed the Texans on the six-yard line. They only moved the ball up and got all the way to the one-yard line but was unable to score Um, I like that
0: they went for it on fourth
1: down by the way I I like that let's me know you know what I know we're talking about CJ and you're probably going to get into Bobby Floyd but if I could just jump in really quick I love the aggressiveness that I've seen out of Bobby Floyd these first two games hopefully it stays that way because after the whole vanilla style offense we've been watching for what five years at least I don't think we got to worry about that With Bobby Solo, however, going back to CJ, man, that second drive of the first quarter is a small sample size of how good Stroud can actually be in this league. 11 plays helped them to record 61 yards, connected with both Nico Collins and Noah Brown for 14 plus yards. Just the efficiency that he showed. On that drive, just the way he was able to help the Houston Texans move the ball, which, by the way, that was another drive where the Texans was unable to move the ball with their Russian attack. That just lets me know that CJ Stroud definitely is going to have a really good future here with the Houston Texans. By the way, everybody was excited and happy about the improvements that we saw out of CJ Saturday afternoon. However, my favorite part about CJ was the fact that he let everybody know that he wasn't going to get complacent with the improvements that he made. This is what he told me following the game.
0: Um, I think the main thing for me is just being consistent, um, just consistent in everything my approach, um, the, the way it spins on my hand, the, the way I call plays. Um, and I definitely think that that's the that's my – I have a lot of things I want to hit, but that's probably the main focus is being consistent because I definitely know that I can be a, a really good player in this league and I think I've showed flashes of that, but uh, it doesn't matter until you do things consistently. Everybody can do it one time. It's about the ones that separate are the ones who um, do it every day and every week and every game, every play, um, and even taking those mistakes and still trying to be better.
2: Um, so for me it's just being consistent
1: I do agree with CJ that the number one thing that he should focus on is consistency because as we saw as the game went on we did not see that same that 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 same tenacity that we saw in that second drive however love what I saw out of CJ still a very small sample size but I think this is moving forward in the right direction for the Houston Texans
0: yeah, man. CJ Stroud is definitely one of my winners on the day. Cody, you talk about that pass to Noah Brown. You know what was so great about that play? The very first read was Dalton Schultz. He saw it quickly, mm-hmm. it was taken away. Then he took the shot downfield to <laughs> Noah Brown. Going into this game, what do we want to see from CJ? How he going how was he going to adjust to Fangio's defense? Right to the mm-hmm. game getting faster. And I still want to see him take those shots down. The field, So that's one of the things that I love from C.J. on Saturday. I also love C.J. continuously breaking that notion he's a statue in the pocket, right? Mm. And Noah Brown has to come down with that pass, especially when you put your hand up and call for it. There was a couple of drops by the receivers yesterday that, as we talked in the first segment, you just don't want to see. But C.J. had a very good outing uh, on that drive before the end of their first quarter, Hit four different receivers, five mm-hmm. of five, 52 yards, I believe. And so you're seeing CJ in real time just get better. And what we didn't see last week, we got an opportunity to see this week CJ not making the same mistake twice. Right? Did I so say that? I love that. Did I say that? You did say that. In that first drive, uh, I think the, it's a little bit antsy overall mm-hmm. in that first drive. Damian Pierce, you want to see him get better in that pass protection. Uh, big part of as to why that. Play to Andrew Beck didn't work out. Damian Pierce didn't step up good enough to create a solid block to allow C.J. to get that pass off cleanly. But C.J. played well, man. You want to see some of those balls come out of his hand, maybe more crispier. But overall, I had no complaints about C.J., and I think that he did a very good job bouncing back from the first game against the New England Patriots. Another winner on the day? (laughs) The D-line, man. The D-line, the front four. We talk about the defense having a bad day. That D-line registered two sacks, I believe.
1: It could have had more.
0: For, was it three or two? Let's take a look here. But on the day, they had six tackles for loss. So those are some of the things that you want to see out of your defense. They did a very good job of creating pressure up the middle between Malik Collins, between Sheldon Rankins, who got some action Hmm. On Saturday, that was his first game. My boy, Lopez, in there as well. Boy, Lopez was in the in the mix. John Gennard was in the mix. Jacob Martin was in the mix. Uh, At times, the new signing, Khalil Davis, was in the mix. And Khalil Davis played so well on Saturday. He is making this team job, when it comes down to their cut day, a little bit harder. There was one drive, I believe it was that third drive, for the Houston-Texas defense where you had an opportunity to see Will Anderson, to see John Gunnar, to see a mixture between Jacob Martin out on the field as well, uh, to see Roy Lopez and Kurt Hennis rotate in and out on that very same drive that was started off with Malik Collins and Sheldon Rankins, right? And so what I'm loving right now, guys, which I was very unsure of coming into the season, at least through the first two weeks, and training camp, the depth of this defensive line. I like it. Mm. I like the addition of uh, Khalil Davis, who came in out of nowhere, was just playing, I believe, either in the SFL or the XFL, USFL, or or he was playing in another league, so he was coming in for Houston on the day the Houston Texans did register two sacks. But, again – Two sacks, one of them for Will Anderson, who <laughs> a had a dog back, of a day. <laughs> had a dog of a day. Like we talk about, it was a mistake. He showed you what he's good at. Had my, had my not criticism, but things that I wanted to see out of Will Anderson this week, and I got killed for it. But he went out on Saturday and did exactly what he's good at. Bull rush, first off, the quickly off the ball, overpowering the the, the, the opposing offensive player and making a play with that motor. So you love that, but guys, overall... We look at the players. We got to show some love, a winner to the coaching staff, Bobby Sloan. Mm. After that first drive, ladies and gentlemen, you just see a coach get comfortable. The one thing that I wanted to see and I want to continue to see is getting who involved purposely, Nico Collins. And so you see the motion to the backfield, swing, pass out. You want to see that. You see the play action. Right, helping this offense get some of the smaller things to pick up some of those uh, smaller yards, maybe bigger yards. But you see him getting, you, you see him getting comfortable as an offensive coordinator. Those were my wins on the day. I thought the D line played well despite the amount of yards they gave up on the back end, rushing yards. I thought that Bobby Shloick, uh had a good offensive play calling game out there with CJ Stroud. And I thought that, I thought that, um, uh, Uh, Will Anderson was just phenomenal for the Houston Texans. Football is about to kick off. It's back. And FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season. Because right now, when you bet on the Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over/unders and much more so visit fanduel.com/lockedon and get started earning b- bonus bets with America's number one sports book that's fanduel.com/lockedon. Welcome back in Locked On Texan listeners and viewer Texan fans out there, regardless of where you are in the world. I think a winner that we didn't mention that we need to mention. Was the combination combination? Shout out to the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the combination of Juice Crugs and Kenyon Green. Cody, they looked good on Saturday. They handled the pressure up the middle. Well, I thought Kenyon Green, I thought Kenyon Green was making some good contact, engaging hmm. early. And when he did that consistently throughout that game. You saw him be able to use that strength and move men out the way. Juice Scruggs had a pancake on a day. Hmm. Nastiness coming from those two. What I like the most, how well they combo block, and how well they were able to, you no, know, going to that next level. You saw Kenya Green move a man out the way when he got to the next level. Again, that 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 uh that uh pancake block from Juice Scruggs. You are seeing them move mountains in a sense, because some of these defensive linemen are are, are mountains. But I like the progression between those two because I was wrong so far. When Scott went down, Scott Quisenberry went down, I said, man, I don't know if Juice is ready right now. And at times, like he had the high snap, that was something. But at times, he struggled. But between that first preseason game last week and the game against the Miami Dolphins, Juice Scruggs has played well in my eyes. He's played like a very good rookie, and that's good to hear. That's encouraging. Kenya Green, a player that the entire time, you know, I believe he needed that condition to get to get his body ready and, and equipped to the NFL level. But I also believe that he just needed that time because time was robbed from him. Mm-hmm. Green looked good against the Miami Dolphins. And so Titus Howard will be back probably for week one. He took that cast off his hand. Larry Tunsil did Larry Tunsil things. I thought Shaq Mason could have been better on Saturday. But what I saw from the combination of the two young bucks, I liked it. I liked it, guys. And, and, I, and I want them to continue to build off that because I think they did a very good job, um, especially in pass protection. By the way, George mm. Fant probably will make this team to be the swing tackle. George Fant didn't have a great day. But a lot of the things I am seeing George Fant criticized for was actually him doing what he was supposed to do. I saw him criticized for the play where C.J. Stroud had to break out and the play that Noah Brown dropped the ball. There was a bliss on that play and Noah Brown picked up the inside man. Something similar like that happened earlier in the game. I believe that was the play where C.J. double Clutch and ended up passing it to Dalton Schultz. Dalton Souls came down with that. There was also a blitz on that play. So I thought that the play from George Fant, compared to what it was last week and through our practice was a lot better on Saturday against the Dolphins.
1: This second segment, I gave a lot of praise to CJ about the development, but most of that – does have to go to that offensive line, especially Kenyon Green and Drew Scruggs. And, and 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 I was happy just to see the real-time development in both of those guys. I know I've been hampering hard on both of those guys throughout the last couple of weeks, um, especially Green. However, I do understand that it's going to take these guys a lot of time to get to the level where we want to see both of those guys be. Because like I always mention, even when I go through my criticism on, you know, what they did in camp, what they did in joint practices, what they did in the game, I always said that you can see the potential, you can see the talent is there, especially in green. I know there's a lot of people that want to give up on green, but I know that that young man has lost a lot in you know not being able to participate in training camp last year I, I think if I'm not mistaken he only played like a week then he had that concussion then he was out for the rest of training camp and the next time we saw him on the field was week one against the Indianapolis Colts and it was like okay that was pretty fast and he was starting but I love the fact that Even with with Green, with with, with Scruggs, with Anderson, with Stroud, I think the number one thing that everybody should take away from this game is it's going to take time for development, but it's definitely going to pay off, possibly sooner rather than later. And I also want to mention this as well. And the statement that I just made isn't just for the players because Coach D'Amico Ryan's talked about the improvements that he needs to make after his team went out there and laid eggs in front of the fans.
2: Yeah, it all starts with me. When you put a performance out there like that, it starts with me, and it wasn't good enough. So that that's me internally. I wasn't good enough today for our team. And so but there, go back to the drawing board and look for myself to improve and get better, to make sure I lead this team, that we put out a much better out, and especially in front of our home crowd. Right, it's not, not representative of what I want for our, the Texans, and we'll get it corrected
1: overall even the houston texans did lose 28 to 3 i consider this a pretty big and important day for the texans because look it gives them a lot of film that they can study and use going into this upcoming week with joint practices against the new orleans saints with one last preseason game to clean up as much as possible because Look, I, I don't, John, I'm not with you saying that this team could win a division, but I do believe that this team is going to be competitive and, and they're going to, and they have the potential to be one of those sneaky, dangerous teams that it's like, okay, the Houston Texans are no longer a team that you see on your schedule and be like, okay, we definitely going to win that game with ease. No, I think they have to have the potential to steal a couple wins for this upcoming season. One of the things that I did not like, and I think
0: this is an opportunity for us to take take a more look at it throughout the week. Didn't like not seeing John Mitchie get some first team snaps. Hmm. Uh wish I, I wish we could have seen it, especially without Tank Dale. So I didn't like that. And uh I also think that the D line needs more. They needed more praise from yesterday. Guys were able to step in and not be liabilities. Out of AO the um International player from I think Britain. Britain, he was the British player that brought over to the NFL due to their NFL uh, pipeline program. I can't remember the name, but he was brought in last year. He is a freak athlete. This guy's a mountain of a man. Uh, I think he's like six six or something like that. Number seventy five. Two weeks back to back with sacks or tackle for losses. Mm. So like he's he's like he's not a starter for sure. But there may be opportunities with the amount of bad offensive lines in the NFL. But there may be opportunities for Houston to be able to utilize them, special teams, and maybe as a rotational piece. I talked about Khalil Davis. Kerr Hennis made some plays yesterday. Royal Lopez made some plays yesterday. So, like, guys were able to come in and not be a liability. And that works out for the team and the player. If we are not going to move forward with you, you got some good tape to show some of these other teams in the NFL. But we also have tape. And some film to say, you know what, Matt, you are doing some things that we really like. And what you're doing may not be affecting your numbers, but it's allowing somebody else to flow in and out through gaps for your linebackers. It's allowing somebody else to take advantage of the pressure you're creating up the middle or from the edge. And when that quarterback steps up in the pocket, that next player is able to make that play. So they're doing some things defensively through the first couple of weeks of preseason that I like and they're not liabilities compared to in the past. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Losers, winners, better offensive line play is just kicking hmm. off this week of this week's slate podcast for us. So make sure that you check us out on YouTube at Locked On Texans. Also, like, comment, subscribe, find us wherever you listen to your podcast, and follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman12. That is John underscore Hickman 12.
1: And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter and thread at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.